Welcome to the Nigga News Podcast. I am Othello X. Thank you for joining me out of whatever reclusive niggerish hole you find yourself. To dive into the deepest, darkest, and most melaninly stimulated corners of the interwebs. The cosmetics industry is worth $62 billion a year in the U.S. alone. But few people know the incredible true story of one of its pioneers. Tell me about it, John. A child of slaves. Oh, child of slavery. Who becomes the first female African-American millionaire. Oprah. But that fortune is a long way off in 1887. 1887, this is too old to be Oprah. There's St. Louis, Missouri. An uneducated single parent, Sarah keeps a roof over their heads by taking in other people's washing. Sarah, you you wash some my you wash some my rags for me. You know, master don't really like it when we walk around and smell like shit. I can't help it. There was no indoor plumbing. There was no electricity. People really didn't bathe very often. Didn't bathe exhaustion. Often and the unhygienic conditions soon take its toll on Sarah. Girl, my hair's falling out. I think it's all the shit and feces. Within a few years, her hair began to fall out. Damn, girl, you a mess. She had really horrible scalp disease, really horrible dandruff because she wasn't cleaning her scalp regularly. In her role as a wife, you know, Master says a clean slaves are slaves are gonna run away. Washerwoman, Sarah has come into contact with many types of cleansing agents, so she starts mixing them, hoping to find a cure for her hair loss. Sarah, what you doing, all them potions over there, girl? You know, Master don't like you doing no voodoo. So what she did was to experiment with an ointment that had petrolatum, which is like Vaseline. It had sulfur, which healed the sores on her scalp. And she put a little perfume in it so it wouldn't smell so bad. Girl, it's a miracle. When she applies it, something incredible happens. Her hair begins to grow back. Sarah, you some guy locks like a wild woman. A wild woman. She became her own walking advertisement. And when other women saw what had happened with her and they saw that now she had hair, then they wanted to know what she was using. Using the small amount of money she saved. Sarah, where you get that shit from? She starts bottling and selling her lotion. She began to travel throughout the southern United States and the eastern United States, mostly to the towns and cities where there was a church. Y'all niggas out here got bad hair? I got exactly what she looking for. She was going after African-American women. And because they were urban, they were beginning to care more about their clothing and about their presentation. Oh my God, because they're urban. Yes, you know, the slaves didn't really care much for looks or appearances. But once these niggers hit the club... She knew that this market was untapped. She would go to their houses and say, I'll be, I'll be happy to do a treatment for you for free if you buy the product from me for 10 cents. 10 cents? Bish! 
Messi ain't paid me 10 cents in 10 years. What if I was supposed to get that? It's a winning strategy. Soon Ooh, Charles Hush. I got it. DJ Walker has a team of saleswomen going door to door. The wonderful hair grower was the These my riders. They sell product for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Madam C.J. Walker provides. Top seller because women thought it would grow their hair. Well, really what it would do was heal their scalp so their hair would grow. Bitch, I heard you been selling Vaseline on my corner of the plantation. Bitch, I have seen one of your black bitches around my corner again. I swear to God. Yes, sir. I am Miss C.J. Walker. By 1910, C.J. Walker has a growing business. For the first time, she... Yes, sir. You could even say I had slaves. And her yes, daughter sir. can enjoy luxuries. And she has a vision of what. Nigga, go get me some ice cream. What the fuck you think this is? Nigga, I'll see Jay Walker. What must do next? Racism in America is still rife. Between 19. Damn, that nigga who got her pregnant, left her with a kid, is thinking to himself, damn, Sarah. Sir. Hey, girl. Yeah, I heard you got hair now, you bitch. I, I, I. <laughs> in 1914, hundreds of African Americans are murdered. So C.J. Walker decides to use her wealth to bankroll change. She became very involved in the NAACP. Wow, black woman always bringing it back to the community. She would meet with the... Uh, leadership of the NAACP and they would talk to her about their anti-lynching campaign. They would talk to her about We cannot let these white folk lynch us. Mm -hmm. I agree. I concur. Nigga, I got lynched the other day. Voting rights and the kinds of things that they were interested in. And so she began to see herself on a larger stage. Her fortune pays for campaigns provide scholarships for promising African-American students. Mm. Nigga, your mama tells me you can read, little nigglet. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I like me niggas who can read. Now listen here. I'm gonna give you a little dollar a day. Think about how much that is, boy. That's 10, 10 cents. You ever seen 10 cents, nigga? She was a woman who had used her money to try to make a difference in the world. In 1919, Madam Walker dies suddenly from kidney failure. No! She's Oprah! 51. She leaves a fortune. 51, damn. ...of over $1 million and a sales force of over 20,000 agents, generating revenue. I wonder what could it have been, the soul food? Equivalent to tens of millions of dollars today. Tens of millions. And you girls out here chasing, what's it called? Cash doll videos trying to be rappers? And when Madam Walker died, it was almost as if the reaction to Mandela. People lined up Facts. all along Facts. Broadway in Irvington, New York, just to get a glimpse of the casket. She wants to give me teases. Well, thank you. Thank you, miss. Sounds very, uh... Very enlightening. I'm Fredo Gate, a video of CNN anchor Chris Cuomo losing a school after a heckler called him Fredo goes viral. And the outburst is now opening up a new discussion about ethnic slurs. CBS 2's. Oh, no, not ethnic slurs. Reporter Marsha Kramer has the story. All right, back to you, Marsha. You didn't know what you were saying, right? It don't happened because CNN anchor Chris Cuomo didn't like being called Fredo, the ineffective son and the godfather forced to take a backseat to younger brother Michael. I can handle things, I'm smart! 
everybody says. Like, dumb, I'm smart, and I want respect. Oh, Psychologists could probably have a feeling about why Chris, pizza. the youngest of five Cuomo siblings, whose older brother Andrew just happens to be the governor of the state of New just York. Just happens to be the governor of the state of New York. Y'all keep saying this like it's no big deal. Fredo. Suffice it to say, he lost it in a profound The man apparently called Cuomo by the name Fredo, referring to the fictional character from the Godfather films, which led to this confrontation. I thought, that, I, thought, I thought that's who you were. No, fucking from the right called me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Oh, you're much Fredo is from the Godfather. He was that weak brother. Isn't that your and brother? And they use it as an attack. And I fucking lift, buddy, okay? I'll lift you, I'll lift your fucking bitch. Lift your fucking car. An aspersion. Any of you Italian? Fucking Italian. Italian? Oh, Italian? Got, you fucking look. Italian? You look fucking black. You fucking... It's an insult to your people. It's an insult to your people. It's like the N-word for us. The N-word for us, you didn't know that? You but fucking Muliachi? In response to the video, a CNN spoke... Fucking Muliachi, you didn't know that was the N-word for us? Pharaoh tweeted, for that insult, I bet Frank Sinatra would have punched your false teeth out. Phil Folia of the Italian-American Legal Defense Fund... Yo, said the it Italian Legal Defense come came these fucking the wops. ...didn't N-word, but called the mob reference ethnic defamation. I mean, I would be personally offended if somebody called me Fredo. Clearly, <laughs> it's an... You ever call me fucking Fredo? You a fucking nigga, especially... I'll call my fucking pops on you, eh? Ford and Professor Dr. Kathleen LaPointe, director of the Bronx Italian American History Initiative, told CBS2 that calling someone Fredo certainly seems to carry the weight of a bad stereotype. And that, as Chris Cuomo's reaction to the Italians run this fucking city. Get the fuck out of here. Somebody Fredo, an ethnic slur. If it offends someone, then I believe it is. Yeah, Fredo looking as he was calling uh, Cuomo's entire family a bunch of gangsters. Yeah, that's what they fucking are, a bunch of gangsters. <laughs> I guess I would be offended if I was Italian. If you were I, Italian, but you were black. I'm Italian, and yes, I would be offended. I'm fucking Italian, okay? Get the yes. fuck out of here for New well, York. There was no response from Governor Cuomo's office on Fredo Gate, but Chris Cuomo tweeted a response saying. I should be better than the guys baiting me. He added that there is a lesson from the episode. I should be better than these fucking Muliachis. I'm fucking Italian at no the end of the day. You know what I mean? Bada bing, bada bing. I should be better than what I oppose, he said. Get nothing in your own heads. Black Girl is an American family drama directed by Ossie Davis based on a play by J.E. Franklin. The film explores issues and experiences of black womanhood in the 1970s, including how black women were depicted in common stereotypes of the period. According to Melvin Donaldson in Black Directors in Hollywood, Black Girls is a film that explores the intricate and sometimes painful connections between mothers and daughters, shared for historical purposes. I do not own the rights. Kicking your legs all out when you doing that ballad dancing stuff, you could have broke it yourself. 
What you nigga ass? Ain't no ballad dancing. Well, that's what it looked like to me. Anyway, the record was inside the cover. It mighty funny. It just happened to be the very one I was practicing my dancing with. And you know them little niggas can't reach up there. You know. Girl. Them girl. Children, they can't even read. Them niggas can't read, girl. Now how they just gonna pick out some old record you was dancing to? It's your monkey ass. Maybe they had some help. Ooh. I know damn well you ain't accusing me of breaking no record. You better not be accusing me. Billy Jean, no, you better not. Oh, she could have had it ready by now, mama. What is going on in here? What the fuck y'all niggas doing? She's starting some old mess about a damn record, mama. A damn record? Somebody broke the record I've been practicing my dancing with. Girl, I don't want to hear nothing about no darn dancing. I done told you that mess you doing ain't nothing. Now, what the devil you keep on carrying on? You ain't gonna make it out of this motherfucking hill, bitch. What the fuck you think you wearing some kind of some kind of black swan, bitch? You black wall, bitch? You ain't gonna be done with your black ass. Normally, why don't you and Ruth Ann make Billie Jean get on with her schoolwork? Then she wouldn't have time to be popping her tail. Ain't no school. That bitch don't tell you can't even read, yeah, Billie Jean. Schoolwork to get, cause Billie Jean done quit. <gasps> BG what? BG, what the fuck you waiting on, Gwen? Billie Jean, you mean to tell me you done quit school? <gasps> Bitch, I didn't teach you to read for nothing. Teacher was picking on me, Mama. What teacher, Billie Jean? And don't stand there and lie to me. I'm not lying. What you black ass? Hi, Mama. Then how come you didn't come and tell me about it? something else to this. Mm. And I'm going up to that school and find out what it is. She thinks she's grown, Mama. You can't tell her nothing. Mm, nothing. I wasn't already halfway late to work. Get out of my face! Fuck out of here, Billie Jean! Wow. That was a lot. I actually genuinely cried. The first time, the first time I watched that. Vice President Joe Biden. Mr. Vice President, thank you for coming on the show this morning. It's nothing, it's nothing. We have Happy to be a with lot you. we want to ask you this morning. <coughs> Joe and Willie will join in just a moment for questions on how you would handle this pandemic, the campaign, and other news of the day. But at the start, it's just going to be you and me. And I First question I'd like to ask, Mr. President, blondes or brunettes? I want to get right to the allegation made against you by Tara Reid. So the former Senate aide accuses you of sexual assault. And please, uh, to our viewers, please excuse the graphic nature of this, but I want to make sure that there is no question as to what we're talking about. Oh, slimy Uncle Joe. The roosters have come to roost, bro. She says in 1993, Mr. Vice President, that you pinned her against the wall and reached under her clothing and penetrated her with your fingers. Damn! Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. No, no, no I'm not saying I, I, I didn't do it, Anne, but... 
from my understanding and my recollection, she definitely wanted it. It didn't. It never happened. No, no, no. I'm from the South, okay? I'm from the South. Do you remember her? Do you remember any, any types of complaints that she might have made? Honestly, I don't even listen to what, um, what they say, honestly, most of the time. I'm, I'm just in the zone. I don't remember any type of complaint she <coughs> may have made. It was 27 <coughs> years ago. And uh, I don't remember, nor does anyone else that I'm aware of. None of my niggas know about this. None of my niggas know about this. And uh, the fact is that I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember any complaint ever having been made. Have you or your campaign, have you reached out to her? Hell no, Mika. Fuck that shit. No, I have not reached out to her. It's 27 years ago. This never happened. And uh, when she first made the claim, we made it clear that it never happened. And uh, that's as simple as that. All my niggas ride. In the past 30 minutes or so, you released a statement on Medium. And among other things, you, you, you write this. There's only one place a complaint of this kind could be. The National Archives. I am requesting that the Secretary of State ask of uh, the Senate ask the archives to identify any record of the complaint she alleges she filed. If there was any such complaint, the record will be there. Are you preparing us for a complaint that might be revealed in some way? Are you confident there is nothing? I'm confident there's nothing. No one ever brought it to the attention of me 27 years ago. This is any assertion at all. No one that I'm aware of in my campaign, at, excuse me, my, my Senate office at the time, is aware of any such uh, request and, uh, uh, or any such complaint. Uh, and, uh, and so th I, 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 I'm not worried about it at all. It and listen, Mika, even if there had been a paper trail, all my niggas ride. All my niggas die. If there is a complaint. Biden for life. That's where it would be. That's where it would be filed. And if it's there, put it out. But I've never seen it. No one has that I'm aware the, of. The New York Times has investigated this exhaustively. They didn't find uh, any of your former staff members were able to corroborate the details of this allegation. God, motherfucking damn. <laughs> She did file a police report uh, a few weeks ago with the D.C. police. Um, but since you want to set the record straight, um, why limit this only to Tara Reid? Why not release any complaints that it may, had been made against you during your Senate career? That would be asking for a lot, Mika. I'm prepared to do that. There, the best of my knowledge, there's been no complaints made up against me in terms of my Senate career, in terms of my office, and anything that's been run. Look, this is an open book. There's nothing for me to hide. Nothing at all. Mm, 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 mm. Joe, Joe, Joe. Was to go public, and then they were resealed. The access was changed. I know that you're saying any HR complaints could be in the National Archives, but why not reveal your Senate documents that are uh, being held in Delaware? I know there's 1,800 plus boxes, um, but if 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 she believes and she alleges that the complaints may be hidden there, why not strive for complete transparency? Why? 
was the access to those documents sealed up when they were supposed to be revealed. Because that's how this country runs, Mika. There's no need for rhetorical questions, okay? And the voice is heard. The Democratic Party's gonna make sure that old Biden gets through no matter what skeletons he's got in his closet, okay? That's just how it works. Kirsten Gillibrand tweeted, do we believe women? Do we give them the opportunity to tell their story? We must be a country that says yes every time. They now both support you. Nancy Pelosi falls into- Damn! These hoes turn it on their values. This category too, as well as many other leaders- Yo, Biden looking shocked right now. He's like, oh, all, all these bitches are riding for me. Democratic Party. That's crazy. Are women to be, be believed? Are women to be believed unless it pertains to you? We got coming with the fire, girl. With your bad ass, bad ass. <laughs> look, 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 Mika, <laughs> you got me. Women are to be believed, given the benefit of the doubt, if they come forward and say something that is ex that they said happened to them, they should start off with the presumption they're telling the truth. Then you have to look at the circumstances and the facts. And if it's a white dude like me, then. Honestly, we've got to let that shit fly, Nika. All my niggas ride or die. And the facts in this case do not exist. They never happened. And there's so many inconsistencies in what has been said in this case. So, yes, look at the facts. This bitch said it was me. She said it was Barack and me. She said it was me and Barack watched. Pick a story. I assure you, it did not happen. Period. Period. But why is it different now? Do you regret what you said during the Kavanaugh hearings? Oh. What I said during the Kavanaugh hearings was that she had a right to be heard. And the fact that she came forward, the presumption would be she's telling the truth unless it's proved she wasn't telling the truth. Or not proved, Are unless it's... Unless it applies to me. Mika, don't you understand? I am Trump. I, I am Trump. Facts surrounding it is not the truth. As we look, this uh, is a very. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please. He's like, no, no, I would never go before you. No, no, that's all. As right. we await for the records from the National Archives, are you absolutely certain? Are you absolutely positive there is no record of any complaint by Tara Reid against you? I am absolutely positive that no one that I'm aware of ever has been made aware of any complaint. Damn, nigga added spin on spin or made aware of any woman I never... What's going on, guys? It's Mr. D-E-B-T, Joe Lork from the Money Etiquette Group, and today I want to Yo, talk about... Yo, hello, Joseph Lorick. Pleasure to meet ya. If you've been paying attention to social media over the last 24 to 48 hours, you would have noticed, maybe even news headlines, you would have noticed that Akon and the president of Senegal officially signed an agreement which will allow Akon to build Akon City. Uh, this is a city that's going to be on 2,000 acres of land which was gifted to him from the president of Senegal. And the reason he did so was because of the working relationship they already had as a part of the Akon Lighting Africa project where he was providing electricity through solar power to different parts of Africa and countries in Africa to make sure that people had lighting and also it helped with making sure people have clean water and uh, just building infrastructure through providing electricity that's not always breaking or electricity that has a constant current based on solar power. 
uh, initially he said that he went in and tried to uh, look at nuclear power, but that would cause a war from what he was told. So he went more towards cleaning. Hey, Colin, you try to give these niggas nuclear weapons? Oh. And solar power, and because of that, and uh, being backed by Chinese investors. Nigga can't handle no nuclear fusion. It's for the Asian mind. Investors, he's been able in the white world not just do work in Senegal, but also do work throughout the different uh, countries within Africa. But let's get back to the details of this because it's going to be in the headlines. A lot of people want to say, "Oh, you know, Acon's building a city. I want to go. It's going to be up by 2030. I'm moving. I want to become a facts, nigga. Comic music citizen." Let's talk about citizen of Acon. Okay, let's not go. Let's not get crazy, Joseph. About what's really going on in the background, and this isn't a negative thing. This is just let's look at the a details negative thing. Details before we get too excited, and also let's just understand. Nigga, I'm already excited about this, Joseph. I'm on board. I'm going to really Acon is. Island. So let's take a step back really quickly and talk about how Acon got to Acon City. Convict music, nigga. Lonely, a few bad decisions in nightclubs. Come on. Okay, first let's you know start the with cryptocurrency. If you don't already know, Akon has his own cryptocurrency. He's been in the cryptocurrency uh, business for some years now. At first, he was just an investor. You know, he bought Bitcoin like other people. Just a nigga on Robin Hood. Uh, he got into different cryptocurrencies and kind of studied the game to understand how you can make money from it. And once he understood what cryptocurrency could do, he decided to create his own cryptocurrency called Acoin. A-K-O-I-N. Acoin. Uh, Acoin uh, is a cryptocurrency that's backed or was uh, created by the ICO Impact Group. And they help, they have over 30 years of experience with building companies that are based on cryptocurrencies that launch them into market. So they're kind of like an investment firm for cryptocurrencies. And for people who want to start cryptocurrencies, this is how you get some financial backing. This is how you can start it. This is how you can promote it. So Acon has been working with the ICO Impact Group to create a coin and that's how you get his cryptocurrency and if you're new to understanding cryptocurrencies look you check out some other videos when it breaks down what cryptocurrencies are it's okay nigga okay nigga we might have you on again i'm definitely gonna subscribe to you though joseph nigga black man giving out knowledge about financial advice okay just okay, think okay, about okay it this way. it's a store of value it's not actually like cash it's just something that can be used to exchange it's a medium of exchange but it's a holder of value so they look at it more like silver more like gold instead of like the paper currency that we kind of like owning a bitch you know what i mean you don't give a five dollars you say bitch why made me them five dollars all else and that all else niggas an investment in the future we have today but we'll get to that later so once he had that established he was in a crypto world he also looked into how could i help light africa how could i help be a part of a project which would bring more electricity to Africa because there are so many different countries that don't have uh, steady electricity or steady sources of electricity. So, nigga, you been to Harlem? Eventually, it's not even a whole country; it's a whole block. He ended up working with the Chinese government to get into the world of lighting and powering Africa because China was already involved in kind of doing this work, and Akon and then his partners. China was involved, you say? 
definitely made it possible for them to get into the uh, certain countries because you have to understand when it comes to politics, um, sometimes being a Chinese person and a Chinese business person coming into Africa, some countries are more open to that than others. But when you have a representative or you work with someone that's from the country, even though Akon is not, again, Akon was not born in Senegal. He is of Senegalese in, uh, descent, but he's not from Senegal. No, no. We know Akon. We we call it you niggas, okay? Okay, we know Akon. It's not Convict. Music. Uh, he's from the United States. However, we understand his uh, ancestry is a little different, but he actually is working with someone from He ain't got no slave blood. You can say it, Joseph. So they use Akon and... Akon's ancestors ran away. Or oh, they sold your ancestors, Joseph. I can tell. And the other person, his partner from Senegal... Because with your mocha self, <laughs> that's massive blood, Joseph. You can use them more as front men, you can back them financially, and you still can invest without maybe stepping on toes because of you know, you're from Asia, you're from China, you're not from Africa, you're not from this country. We know what you niggas, but we get act on a few dollars to sell you niggas to us, so you know, what I mean, get the work. So some people feel a certain way about that, and that can cause conflict. But by having Akon involved in it and then other citizens of Senegal, that helps to get the project moving forward. But again, let's get back into the money and how he was able to get to the point where he's going to have Akon City. His uh, organization, Akon Lighting Africa, uh, received a $1 billion credit line from Chinese investors. Now, if you've been keeping up- We gonna up, give you a bit of this change, nigga. We don't expect you not to motherfucking run away like you niggas fucking do. Tax shit out of my store, nigga, with your egg on ass. China, news coming out of China when it comes to cryptocurrency, you would know that Jenica Su, the province, has been well, one of the leaders in becoming a cashless city and cashless society. They're moving quite quickly towards using cryptocurrency and digital currencies over paper money. So they've been doing this for the last uh, four to five years. So they would definitely have a lot of insight to provide and a lot of capital and experience to provide to Akon when it comes to him trying to create a city that's a cashless city. So he has a lot of backing. All of his backing for the most part is from China. They put billions behind lighting the city so they control powering the city. They will put billions behind the cryptocurrency. They may support it with their own cryptocurrencies and exchange it back and forth, which makes it more fluid, uh, which is important when it comes to cryptocurrency. If you have a cryptocurrency that doesn't move well, it doesn't do well. But if you already have trade set up with other countries that are using cryptocurrencies, then it works. This is why, again, this is more of China being invested in Senegal through Akon. Now, I'm not knocking Akon for that. I just want us to understand that you have to have a lot of money. You have to have billions. You have to have so much money behind you before you do this. And you have to have certain relationships within government to make this work. So Akon has positioned himself to be a strong middleman while being also a leader and business owner. He's not the end all be all because he needs this financial backing for this city to work. Think about it from this aspect. Akon can have a city that's backed by cryptocurrency. He can have a city that's backed by solar power. But without the money to back the city, meaning to pay people, to hire employees, to make sure that this entire machine works, none of this works. And as much money as Akon has made through music, through a diamond mine, through so many different uh, businesses that he has, he alone doesn't have that type of money. So he needs someone like China to back this. And China, we already know, outside of just in West Africa and East Africa, 
they're all over the place. In South Africa, they're investing in Africa heavily. So Akon's taking advantage of an opportunity, a time frame where he sees China is trying to pay to get into Africa. And he's saying, I can get you into Africa where you couldn't get because of my background, because of the people that I have associations with, because of my business partners. So I made a few hits back in like 2001, fucked a lot of hoes, international thing. So, uh, if you trying to folk, trying to get into uh, Senegal, make some change, I'm your guy. Oh, it's all worked together. Uh, again, timeline, we're talking about 2030 oh, to 2035 when the city would actually oh, be completely oh, built. They said oh. the construction started last March, so they already were on the ground and starting to do some construction in terms of uh, the power portion of it, the solar power portion of it because this is something that's already been done. So, of course, building buildings, these things are important, building homes, what about building this? business communities. Um, what about the Asians taking over oh, Africa? Oh, shit. Africa? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I made the comment when yeah, I was in London. Yeah, you talked about it. Yeah. Ethiopia, right? The only right. Them starving the niggas. The African nation to never be colonized. Ain't nobody trying to take it. Oh, fuck no, Leopold. These Ethiopians are starving. Up until now. We'll just let them go. Ethiopia is one of the, to -do, to -do. the largest recipients of Chinese aid in the world. Ethiopia also has a female president now. Shout out to the queen. But Shout out to the queen. Ooh, they making black women as presidents now? I got to get back into dating. Guess what? Ethiopia better do something fast. Because they are becoming over-dependent on Chinese support. And why is the Chinese taking over Africa? Tell it. Tell it, brother Uba. Tell it. Because they studied what the white man did, and they said we're going to do it better than the white man. Oh! They are coming into Africa for four reasons. Reason number one, tell it. the China man is coming into Africa. Who China man? China is overpopulated. We got way too many fucking Chinese old motherfuckers here in China. I was just there a year ago in January China. of 18. There's too many of them. They got over 2 billion people in one country. America is only, what, 500 million? You niggas got a lot of space down here. And you niggas don't even use this shit. Plus, you niggas starving. They got 2 billion. China is looking for unexploited lands where they can send their excess poor people. Africa is perfect. We say you are niggas, cause you niggas. That's number one. We gotta reduce the population of China, so we're gonna send all of our unwanted to Africa. Same thing Britain did when they founded the 13 yep. colonies. Second reason China taking over Africa, look at all the poor Africans. Can you imagine a better place to go and open up your factories and businesses where you can pay people even less than what you pay them in China? There's no minimum wage in many African countries for foreign businesses. We gonna get these niggas negative money. You can you can exploit African labor better than you can exploit exploit Taiwanese and Vietnamese labor. So the second reason they in Africa be You tell me these niggas gone cheaper than the Vietnamese? Because guess what? I keep more of the profit. Mm. I won't spend Vietnamese girl two yen. And got coronavirus. Third reason they in Africa. But it was worthy. Is to take over the resources. Just like the white man. That's why. Just like the white man. Tell him, brother. They're giving out all these loans. These are not grants. Let me be clear. The money that China <laughs> is giving Africa 
These ain't grants, nigga. We owe you. This a down payment. Are not grants. They are loans. You might say, why is China giving Kenya more money than they know Kenya can pay back? You follow me? Why they giving a poor... We can't give niggas negative dollars. Country like Ethiopia, more money because they don't want you to pay it back. Right. Because when you look at the contract, guess what it says? If you... Yo, the sister said, right. Like she thirsty. Default. Right, on this loan. loan, we keep all your land. tea fields right. are mine, all your copper mines are mine, all your oil reserves are mine. And guess what? You already have an African nation that has defaulted on the loan. I think it was Kenya, but don't quote me. As a result of the default, China now owns all of a particular resource in that country. And the fourth reason that they are in Africa. Is to Doctors make in the Wuhan Africans dependent the on their them culturally with the coronavirus. They were okay, okay, Bitsy. Under treatment for two Tell months. Tell me more about it. Yeah, and now yeah, suddenly gonna... their skin has turned dark. Ew! What is China using to treat its patients? Our next report explores. What the fuck? This China man turned black. They are heroes who fought the virus on the front lines. But the Some of them the have given their lives. Coronavirus can leave even the bravest scarred for life. Some of them have given the lives of loved ones. This is Dr. Yi Fan, pictured before catching the virus and after his treatment. And some of us have become niggas. His battle with the Wuhan virus took him to the brink of death. I got coronavirus! He has woken up in a different world and to his horror with a much darker skin. Everybody look at me, look at him, nigga. Do you not know I am Chinese? A cardiologist himself, Dr. Yi Fan, admits he feared for his life. His I, uh, oh, doctor, tell me, what is the diagnosis? Condition gave him nightmares. <gasps> oh! Dr. Yi is finally out of intensive care. But Dr. Hu Wei has not been... Yo, they gave this nigga a Caesar. Welcome to your new life, Lee. Dr. Hu has been undergoing treatment for close to 100 days. Goddamn! He too has seen his skin turn dark drastically. He has been counseled for mental trauma and remains in the ICU. No, 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 no. I'm not a nigga, but I want to fuck your daughter and give me all your money. Where's Popeyes? Both doctors were diagnosed with the killer virus in Wuhan in January. Why did their skin turn dark? What hormonal imbalances have they suffered? How does the Wuhan virus impact non-respiratory organs like liver, kidneys and the brain? Like everything else in China, there are no clear answers. Two kinds of wars. One in combat, and the other was right here. We fought Jim Crow, and we fought the enemy. The men and let me tell you, Jim Crow looked just like John Crow.
of Monfort Point were trailblazers. They were the first, handpicked to integrate the U.S. Marine Corps, the last branch of the armed services that was still segregated. I'm not a crook, but we've got to let these niggas cook. These men were, uh, were men understand, who were so proud to be the first, and they were eager to learn. Their initial excitement would soon be replaced with the reality of... Well, with the reality of being niggas, no. Racism. <laughs> oh, racism. Basic right. training and the lack... Potato, potato, monago. ...of support waiting... Nikato. ...at home. In the court at that time. Right, right. When they go back home... Nigga, what the fuck you think you is, nigga? Huh? You think you my master now? Huh, nigga? I ain't got no marinara sauce, nigga. What the fuck you think you is a marine, nigga? I can't even swim, nigga. What the fuck you think you is, nigga? And Soldier, nigga. They were hell-bent on making sure that we were not going to succeed in what we were doing. Now, here we are returning. No, no, nigga. It's 12 miles down the way. And you got to take the rocks. From combat, from war, from fighting the Pacific, 18 long months, 18 hard months. Yo, this nigga had a whistle coming out of his lips. Uh, and having all of the relics, we had some of the Japanese flags we had captured and other relics. And we literally uh, showed the crowd, understand, just who we were and what we did and what we had to do to get these relics. Uh, and despite that, uh, that did not help. The fact, man, that we were black men, and, and so racism continues on. Sadness, brothers. Across but you the held armed strong. services, African Americans were delegated to serve in non-combat support roles, and the Marines would be no exception. What You niggas gonna cook! What happens when you place someone in a support role? And they have to fight their way. Lieutenant General Walter E. Gaskin, U.S. Marine Corps. Welcome, brother. To support you, they demonstrate what Marines have always done. Uh, they rose to the occasion. Lieutenant General Walter Gaskins understands the importance of the Monfort Point Marines and how its legacy has paved the way for him to rise through the ranks as a three-star general. Ooh, black man, three-star general. So when they see me and I'm wearing... Uh, three stars. Salute, black man. That's what they say. Salute, black man. You know, back in my day, they said niggas could only cook. But there you is, son. There you is. They said, you know, I know it was tough for me, but it was worth it. Because See your black ass up there, three stars, nigga, fuck. If I was an old myself, I'd take that shit from yourself. Now man. I see you. And I see you. General, salute. And I see you too, my nigga. This has been Nigga News. Thanks for joining me. Please keep it locked. Make sure you stay tuned in to Nigga News.